Welcome to another episode of The Cheat Code. Yes. And we starting it off by telling Wendy Day, happy 30-year anniversary. Thank you. 30. It went so fast. Did it. Oh, dude. On one hand, it feels like 100 years. Right. But on the other hand, it feels like five minutes. How fast have the last five years been? It keeps going faster. Yeah. You know, before my mom passed away, she said, Wendy, as you get older, time goes faster. And I thought, oh, my God, it's going fast now. This is, she passed away in 2014. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going fast now. But it's true. Every year, it just goes faster and faster and faster. Is that, you think, because time is running out? Oh, no, time never runs out. Mm, till we I die. like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, And I've, it's what we bring, right? I feel like I don't have enough time. I go to bed, like, ready to wake up, as horrible as that sounds. Like, when as soon as That's I crack my eyes open, I sit up, like, okay, I'm awake now. It's because you love what you do. If you were dreading working... You wouldn't feel that way. You'd be like, oh, I don't want to go to bed. I have to get up. Right. I agree. I feel like I create. I have to create time. Speaking of time, I have to create. We do. We have to schedule, have to schedule stuff time. for ourselves, yes, and for our loved ones. Yeah. Not to give you relationships. Speaking advice, of that, it's, it's date really night for me tonight. Wife, it's so date night for to. me tonight. My is phone's going. Yeah. Well, I had I brought I drug her out to the club last week and she didn't like that and um, I had to go get some coins all weekend. So I've been working six days straight. So tonight, my phone's going to be off at seven p.m. I love it. That's awesome. It's Good necessary. for you. It's mental therapy. You need it. Yeah. You I, I did plug a your um, cell phone up. You might as well plug your body up too, and your mind and your spirit. I did a personal transformation retreat this weekend in Chicago to like kind of reboot myself. And what I learned, the, like the one big takeaway from that is people want you to be authentic and genuine with them and share yourself. So even if you can't spend a lot of time with your wives, if you can just share of yourselves and talk about what you're thinking about, mm. as hokey as that sounds, yeah. they really just want you. Yeah. But they want the real you. They want to hear, I'm scared, I'm tired, I'm, do, you know, whatever. They just want to know what you're thinking and feeling. It's the best gift you can give somebody. Facts. Open communication. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. That's People all. People want to be vulnerable. It's, you know, kind of like why yeah. nobody really posts the, the shit that they go through online. Of they course. They just post the gold records. They don't post the Of course. The, 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 the shit that it took to get there. In the club. Right, right. This is a lot of steps, though. A lot of steps. A lot and of steps. we don't want to look bad. We don't want to be judged. We don't want people to think that we're not okay. Like there's just so much shit that goes along with that. Do you think that's too. why do you think that's why a lot of certain people aren't on Instagram and social media like Jay Z? I think sometimes it makes you too accessible. What if you're gain on does he media. get? At the level he's at, how Thanks. does he gain? And then it becomes more of a distraction because if if he's not posting curated content and he's not sharing things that Having a social media platform at that level is more of a marketing thing than it is an informative thing. Correct. I like think Drake. when you're that big, you don't want people to know your business. So social media... That's why like I think it hurts Kanye, Kanye in my personal opinion. I think it hurts Kanye. Agreed. Yeah. He's doing too much right now. Agreed. Yeah. But the social media is, is what's keeping his... It's fueling him. Mm. So if it stopped, it, he would stop. But it doesn't stop. Every time he does it, it gets bigger. The, the roar gets louder. And just there's that many more Don the Players played and there's that many more albums streamed. Like, let's not get it messed up, bro. This guy went and dropped a gospel album that had every number one category for a gospel singer. Yeah. Kanye is not gospel. But Didn't curse way, one bit on the whole album. Found a way to muscle the industry to get every accolade for a genre. Like, I did it for gospel, too. Right. So, you know, it's he's got super fans. So for Kanye not to have a social media platform and relying on everything that he touches making money more so than the music. Mm. 
I don't think you could. When was the last time you heard a Kanye West song in the club, Mr. Ferrari Simmons? I was in the club chasing coins six days a week. Uh, in Atlanta. What was the last Kanye West? I song can't remember the last time I played a Kanye record. One of the biggest artists in the fucking world. Yeah. And you can't tell me true. the last time you heard. Better yet, when was the last time you heard a Kanye song on the radio? It was that song with him and Roddy Rich. That was the best one that I've. That was I the heard only through one. the wire this morning because I was listening to the <laughs> old, oldies rap station. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's not. You're right. It's not a. Yeah. It's something to think about. You know, you you. You know, people. We have this argument all the time that you know, the baby has more followers than little baby. Mm. Little baby is a better rapper, in my opinion. I agree with little that. Baby is a better rapper than the baby, but the baby has a bigger following. So you know, it's kind of like what we talked about just briefly ago with people putting their heart, you know, on the on the, the pain, you know, and the suffering. I think that's what you know. Some of these young kids mm. kind of capitalized off of that. Of like, you know, you know what? Everybody's always showing their being real. Let me show the. The sad, miserable, and the, the you know the drug addicted life, and there was a genre of that for a good little while. I called it emo nephews, rap. The emo rap. Yeah. Our nieces and nephews were caught up in it. So, speaking of that, uh, that is the first topic of the day because we touched on it the last episode. Music on TikTok. Oh, okay. The talker of ticks. Ten minutes now, right? <laughs> ten minutes now. They just extended it to ten minutes. Yes. Yeah. They you did. know what the funniest fucking thing in the world is for an artist, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they're listening to this. The cheat code. When you upload your video to TikTok and you want to add your music, don't add the song that's in your phone, jackass. Add Go the on one, TikTok yeah. and search for your, your audio song. Facts. and add your audio and then I encourage you to get an What a concept. Campaign. Actually work it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, but most people will, most guys record a song in the studio, they leave the studio, guys and gals, we'll say guys, there's no gender there. It's everybody, yeah, yeah. we leave the right. studio and they'll have the song on their phone and they'll play it a thousand times. And then they'll make a TikTok video of it. Like, to me, the craziest shit in the world is somebody will drop a video today and then upload a TikTok for a whole other song. Like, you're being counter-fucking-productive, bro. You're taking away pieces from pushing that record there. But music on TikTok, it's it's the new radio. You know, you take take 10 artists, throw a budget at them. Whichever one gets discovered on TikTok is the one that you sign and put out there. The other nine, it was a tax write-off. Does the artist blow on TikTok now? Solely on TikTok? No. Yeah. No. Songs do. The person who owns the licensings to the song blows up because most of your favorite TikTok star never made a fucking coin off the song. They've made performance money. They've made show money, and that shit lasts until they have another viral moment or until they come up with another 15-second dance or song. Mm -hmm. I I am watching that, though. Like um, Sherry Hugh, who's a a, a great journalist in music and tech, put together a spreadsheet of the 70 artists that got signed during COVID from TikTok. So we're going to go through and kind of track them and see where are they now. And we're going to do that once a year and see where are they now. So that's the next question. What does that look like physically? So if you go viral on TikTok or social media, what is that? How does that transfer into a show? How does that transfer into interviews? Does it transfer into that? I think it depends. I think it depends on the artist because there are some artists. um, There was a chick who had a song, it might've been called Friday, Rachel somebody or other. So she had her like one minute of fame from a, a, a video that went viral. Mm. But where is she now? Did it build a career? No. Did she monetize it? I hope so. Did she turn it into other stuff? I hope so. But it's it's really just a giant look at me. Yeah. Do you think that the, the generation is satisfied with the look at me part more than actual making money? 
Right now, yes. I think fame is currency. I think fame is currency. I think that this is a problem. Yes. I had a client that cared more about his Instagram numbers and he got into beef where he was actually shooting and shooting at people and he was not from that world. Like he was a mama's boy. And he turned Jacksonville like upside down. And fame was his currency. That's all he wanted. He didn't care about monetizing the music. Most of these kids that are popular right now can't care about monetizing the music because they've never bothered to monetize. That's why somebody is always capitalizing off of these young kids. Nobody bothered to, you know, remember their fucking login to their YouTube channel. Oh, How God, much money does real. NBA Youngboy make off his YouTube? What he said, I think it was the thing that said the label made like 160 million or something. That doesn't YouTube. surprise me because he's, he's the like number no, one. He's number one. Yeah. Right? YouTube. You, you think that the first thing that you set up when you set up your Gmail would be your YouTube? Just, mm. just off of the common shit. Like you want to upload a video longer than 10 minutes, you might want to verify your phone number. You'll never know because you keep switching phone numbers because you think the feds are after you. <laughs> like all of those things prohibit you from linking. Like that's real. It's what's going to stop you from being able to pick up when <clears> you get a check. Because you're going to get one if you do this shit long facts, enough. Facts, facts. When you get the fucking check, you're not going to be able to cash it. You're going to be able to do shit with it. It's not going to be written out to you. It's going to be written out to whoever you signed it over to. Okay, right there. Start right there. We're going to segue. Good management, bad management. <laughs> whoever you signed to. Manager, label. We don't have a lot of good management in urban music. What is good hip-hop. management? Somebody with experience, know-how, Somebody that can champion the artist because a, a great manager is a coach, right? It's somebody that sees your vision, understands your vision, and then steers your ship for you as an artist, right? Mm. And most artists don't go get experienced managers. They get their cousin or their nephew or the guy down the block because they want somebody they can trust. Okay. Came here. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Wendy nailed it on the head. I, th- I think most people, there's no set list of qualifications to be a manager in this business. So if you wake up and decide you want to put on a Gucci belt and walk around with a laptop and somebody decides they got to check and say, you're my manager, then chances are you meet the criteria. You have a cell phone, you have internet access, and you're and you can on talk. social media. You're a you fucking, got game. You can be my manager. You're a mouthpiece. But the sad reality of it is that, that you know, nine out of ten people in this business on the executive side don't have the foggiest fucking idea. They haven't evolved with the speed of the culture because the culture moves so fast. Thanks. So what was once the norm and what may have been a tradition 10 years ago, five years ago, last year has evolved and it's something totally different now. And without having all of those things in place, none of the things that you'll be able to reap the benefits from now can, can help you. And most people always tell you, man, oh, I got to put you in, you'll show somebody something that's wrong and the first thing they'll tell you is, I got to put you in touch with my manager. Why? He's the one who fucked it up to begin with. <laughs> wow. What do I talk to that clown for? He's the one who did it. Like we've, I've been in rooms where I've had to step in between an artist and their manager. Like, bro, you've been doing this shit wrong for three years? What have I been paying you for? Well, first of all, bro, you shouldn't be paying him. He gonna go out and he gonna, y'all gonna eat together. Right. If you're paying him to run the label, different story. Right. Different set of rules, different <clears throat> expectations. Nobody is strong enough to hold up the weight of your expectations. Independent artists, labels, musicians, brands, clothing, producers. Whatever you expect from somebody, let them know what it is that you want from this service, from the music, from whatever it is, so that you guys can work on delivering that because nobody is ever going to read your mind and nobody can ever move a mountain. They just fucking can't walk on water. It doesn't exist. 
and talk about what happens if they don't produce. It's it's not only do you have to talk about what your expectations are, but what happens if they don't produce? Do they get fired? Do they, you know, do you cut their salary? Do you hire somebody else? Do they go train? Like what what happens if they don't meet those performance benchmarks? Benchmarks, yeah. You know, I think most people don't. It's there's, there's no longevity to it. You know what I mean? Most independent artists will come through, and they'll change their entire front office in the middle of a game. Could you imagine having 16 different quarterbacks in a season? If he throws seven interceptions the first game, don't take him out. He's got to learn the system. He's got to learn to read the plays. He's got to learn to read the defense. He's got to have chemistry with his offensive line. They have to learn. So in order for all of those, that's why the first record isn't going to make you, the first win isn't going to get you to the Super Bowl. Facts. You got to do this shit 16 more times. Facts. Right? I told somebody the other day, it takes you 15 years to become rookie of the year. Right. How? Your whole high school life, you had to play basketball. Yep. It's whole a- junior high life. Then you had to go play college. Yep. Then you had to go to the pros and excel at that level. So it took you 15 years of performing, overachieving to be able to be one of the best that year. It took Drake 10 years to become an overnight success. It's just the reality. You got to put the time in. An overnight rap success. Right. Because he was already on TV. Right. Some would say he was already successful. Right. But... TV success doesn't translate into music success because if that were the case, Adam Iverson would probably still be one of the greatest rappers of all time. And uh, let me add, mm-hmm. um, I would say, I remember you know just being in school, the professor gives you a syllabus, create your own syllabus of things that you need to execute and accomplish those things. And if you don't accomplish them, figure out how to accomplish them again. Or try exactly. To keep trying. Seek information. Seek information. I think a lot of people don't seek information. They just try to say, "All right, cool." They mimic results. They mimic. Hey, let me. But do they that. mimic the wrong results. They Correct. mimic what Drake and Kanye are doing. I want but that. They've just started. They don't mimic what Drake and Kanye did day one. Right. They don't try to. They don't try to match the process or the energy because you know, mm. tomato, tomato. Right. For every Correct. individual person, there's. The goal could be the same. How we achieve it is going to be individualized. I don't think nobody wants to see that portion through. People just want to see the end result. Perfect example to me is the Migo flow, which is really the Bone Thugs and Harmony flow. That's another topic for another day. However, everyone raps. Everybody raps like that. So if I'm DJing in the club and you want to give me your record, and I'm super cool with the Migos because I help, I help be a part of their, their success, and the Migos give me a record and you give me a record, whose record do you think I'm going to play first? Because you and, sound just like that. And which record do you think the fans want to hear? Somebody exactly. that they recognize or somebody they've never heard and of I got before. a crowd of 1,000 people that want to hear the shit. They don't want to hear your shit. They want to hear the shit. Not your shit. And if you kill the vibe, you'll never DJ there again. Now the owner is looking at, and then everybody will turn back at the DJ and be like, right. <laughs> you know, and truth be told, you know, it's my birthday, my name. all bullshit aside, you know a hit record the first time you hear it. There are good records, there are great records. You know what a fucking hit record is. It yes. wouldn't matter who it was, how many flyers they had passed out or yes. wouldn't have passed out for it. You know a hit record. It feels good. That's why yes. you do all of this yes. shit now. Yeah. So that when you hit the lottery, because yes. it's like hitting the it fucking is, lottery. It, it is hitting the lottery you to me. The lottery, you reap the benefits of everything. All of those <clears> to me, it makes my ha- it makes my hairs go up on my hands. Yes, exactly. I get the Spider Man senses. Yes. Once I feel too. that, and I get like a little fuzzy feeling. Yeah. Kind of like when I think about my wife. But uh, shameless plug for love. Yeah, shameless plug for Tanisha. Uh, anyway, when I feel that feeling, that's when I know it's a record. Yes. But I gotta feel that shit. 
Yes. How often do you find yourself in a listening session with established artists and you catch that feeling? Honestly. Uh, not too often. Yeah, it's rare. So? Uh, All right, hold on a second. Let me ask you another question. Go ahead. Go on to another As a DJ, how many times a night do you play records that you actually like? Uh, well, I do play a lot that I actually like, um, but... Sometimes I play records that I that I don't like, but I know the people like too. That's what makes you a great DJ because you so, play shit that you don't necessarily like. Like you're you're I pleasing know, the crowd. Yeah, you're I, moving I know the what crowd. They want. Like you know, I'm not a really R and B guy, but I know they want to hear the Mooley Long Hours and Hours record. So when I get into my R and B set, I'm playing that record. Yeah. It's not really my thing, but I gotta play it. Yeah, there's records that I really don't like that I play that I know the crowd wants. Especially we in Atlanta, so you know, everything's Atlanta based here. One of the rare it's cities. Important. You know, a lot of people sometimes they they, they forget that a, it's a, a DJ is conducting a, a, a show. He's putting a show on. It's not a question of play what I want. I have to give the crowd what it dictates. You know what yeah, I mean? you gotta right. get it. And then different places dictate different vibes too. So if I'm in a lounge, I'm not really finna play Dreams and Nightmares and uh, you know uh, T Grizzly uh, First Day Out. I'm gonna play a little bit more you know vibey records. Because everybody's eating and watching the Lakers play in the lounge that I'm at. I did a sports bar last night. So it won't really turn up, turn up. But that shit will vibey, vibey. Right. And you will be like, yeah, that's my shit, Rory. Keep it up. Look at you reading the crowd. But you got to read the crowd. That's what makes you a great DJ. Yeah, a, lot a lot of ladies, DJs don't. A lot more vibes. Throwing some Usher in that guy. But you know. So knowing all of that. Yeah. Why the fuck would somebody think that a record breaks in the clubs? I, you I believe. You play a whole bunch of records you don't like. Not personal records that you like, and you play the records off of the crowd. So when will the crowd at one thirty in the morning tell you, "Hey, Rory, play some shit I've never fucking heard before and play it really fucking loud"? <laughs> okay, so I think as a DJ, there's a tactic to it, and this, I'm just being honest. So you sandwich. I think that you sandwich a record that to you is a hit record between two hit records. Yes. You got to know the BPM of the song. And rappers, if you're listening to me, you need to know the BPM of your song. Because when you walk song, up right? to that too, when you walk up to the DJ, you should be like, this is 89 BPM. This is 74 BPM. This is 100 BPM. So the DJ knows how to mix your record. Because you, what you don't want is if you're at a specific speed and people who go to the club was going to realize this when I say this. It's a specific speed to the pace of the party. If you have to slow the pace down and play some slow shit, that you've never heard before, people are going to be the like, they're going to start getting their phone, they may yeah. go use the bathroom, and now as a DJ, now as a DJ, you're going to have to build them motherfuckers back up. Yes. And now you're blow. and now I'm going to look at you and be like, I'll be like, hey bro, it's 500. If I don't know you, and if I'm not yeah. fully involved in this record, for me to stop what the fuck I'm doing, it's 500. Now, and now this is, and <laughs> that that's the DJ that's there all night, right? Not, um, not, a, not a three DJ set in most clubs where you have the open. We use that too now. The main DJ and the closer DJ, where they're both in competition to see who's going to run through the hit record so the other yes. motherfucker won't have no music nothing to play. play. That's a, hey, look, so that's a whole other conversation for another day. But I will say, um, there, is a, there is a method to the madness in breaking a record in the club. First of all, as a DJ, you definitely got to feel that this is a record that you're going to say, all right, fuck it, I'm going to drop this shit. And I'm going to talk it in. That's where you and the host, if it's a host, or just you, hey, this that new shit, da-da-da-da-da. But it got to sound good, and people got to be like, okay. And when they come to the DJ booth and be like, yo, what was that? That's when you know, bet, 
But me as a smart man that I am, I actually play it early just to see. Because when people are getting to the club, they get there, they get in their section, and I play it early just to see if everybody, like, if they still moving. And if they, they still move, I'm going to play it again later again. I and like then when DJs I'm gonna play tease it a little time. bit. Yeah, that's you what know? you do. I and then you that. just play the hook, the yes. verse, and then you mix out. And yes. You don't really got down. You, know, you don't have to. This one, but I yeah. don't think in all the years that I've been around Bigger breaking records, right? Bigger has never played a full record. Yeah, you can't. For at least. Even a hit record. Weeks. I'm not playing a full record yeah. on a hit record. He's going to tease it all night long. He's going to yeah. play the first. The first sound, he goes, yeah, set off bombs. Oh, yeah, yeah, set them up <laughs> and never play it the whole night. It's really funny to say some people can do it, some people can't. You know, playing a record that's popular is not breaking a record. I agree. Playing a record that is that you're trying to make popular because it has the sound and the five and the feel and all the stuff like that, that's breaking a record. And there are very few people that can accomplish that. Very a few. record comes from other DJs, not from other artists. Every artist, has I agree. A and I love DJs, like, DJs matter. To me, like incredibly, but you're right. There's not a lot of DJs that can break records. Well, there's not a lot of venues where DJs can break records. So Facts. The, the, the more you True. start to get closer to the target space, the more you start to separate the the proverbial the cream, men yeah. from the boys, if you will. Facts. The ones that <laughs> right. Can DJ versus the ones that do DJ? I think it's about ten people in Atlanta that can properly do it. I, I wouldn't disagree with that fact. Yeah, I know I'm one of the ten. I know there's I know there's venues in the city where people can go break <laughs> music at, and you know that's the why DJs, we love you. Inside those buildings, reap the benefits from that, like a place like Lacora, uh, yeah. you know, even uh, a Gold Room Compound, yeah. know, all those different spots. You know, the strip clubs to me in the city, if you're able to have the relationship to get a camera in there and videotape what you did, then strip clubs are a great route to go because of the footage, the content that you can create to put out to push the record. But if you're just going in there to feed the fish, you know what I mean. But also, not to and, and to piggyback off you, it has to be a you has to have a, a good network as a DJ too. So if you just DJ one club one one day a week, you're not necessarily breaking the record no, anyway. No, there's no way possible. You see, I'm on the radio five days a week. I'm also the music director at Streets Nine Four Five. I have a podcast with you guys. I um, am on the Ball Alert podcast. This is where we insert the. I am on DTLR Radio. I have my own show on DTLR Radio, and they allow me to break records on my DTLR Radio show. So I awesome. I provide access to artists that want to get their shit exposure. And then I have access to all the DJs in Atlanta because I got them all in this group text that they all agreed on because of me that we can decide on records in that group chat. So you have a lot of, I have a lot of access. And in this in this group chat, this particular group chat, motherfuckers going to say, oh, this shit is trash. Right. And then when Which you, necessary. and then when you recruit us to come listen to your shit, we're going to also tell you to your face, this is not good. I would tell you thank you if you told me a record wasn't good because yeah. I'm about to spend 80 grand on it. Yeah. And if it's not good, I need to know that before yeah. I spend money. Feedback yeah. is the most That's important thing. a blessing. I was at uh, Jeezy's house last night uh, and um, he's recording some new shit and I heard a couple of records. Can we have the Rari Flexometer? On the, on the so I'm just saying, I get calls. Just okay. the minor flexes. Every time he throws a little flex. I get calls because I'm that passive-aggressive asshole. No, listen, you get well, calls because honest. You, your meteoric rise to your position and you're has been honest. without kissing ass and, and, and slobbing yes. on off. Yeah, I don't kiss ass. Yes. I definitely don't kiss ass. Yes. I definitely had some arguments with some motherfuckers about... Next time you talk you to Jeezy, tell them to take them ugly-ass boots off. Don't put them ugly-ass boots well, yeah, off. Yeah, he, no he hasn't done it since... And he, had, he, he definitely jacket. addressed it. Who the fuck suggested that? He said he was trying. He said he was trying some shit. Don't try that. No more, <laughs> young. No more. We don't need none of that. I'm the realest nigga in it. And then he came out with the boots. Ah, oh, man, don't do my dog like that. Shout out to Jeezy. You know, listen, Jeezy is one of the last few rappers that has actually sold a million units. He's an actual facts. 
and he's my favorite superstar. rapper. That's true. They still, and it takes okay, a lot to be my favorite rapper. Mr. I DJ in the club. You haven't heard a Kanye West song. When was the last time you heard a Jeezy song in the club? Damn near every fucking every time. Last you got to do a Jeezy set. Time. You got to do a Jeezy set. You got to do a. The crazy thing is, you don't do a Ti set like that. You do a Jeezy set. You do a Gucci Man set. You do a little Rocco set. Oh. You do a Future set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, I don't think. I'm part of the Future Hive. That's the men fan base for Future. I'm just letting you know. That guy is legit. I don't agree with his toxicity in his personal life. That's because you're married now. But as a rapper, listen, bro, I can play an hour <laughs> worth of Future. Of course. In any side of town in Atlanta, and everyone's going to know the you words. You play an hour worth of Future anywhere in America. Facts. And anybody's going to know the words. All right. I wish he'd drop more music. I miss Pluto. I miss he, hearing this. Oh, show. oh, by the way, he's, uh, he told me in Flag Out DC he's dropping more music too. Yay, come on. Uh, He's got to be more consistent. Consistency really matters. Well, you know that uh, too, that Way Too Sexy Slick was his record. He gave that to Drake. Oh, okay. Okay. It was a fun record. Did you like that song? It was a fun record. That was a yes or no question. Man. Yes or no question. Yeah, it was a fun record. Okay. I didn't dislike it. I... I like hip hop, man. I like hip hop for the creativity. Yeah, it was a sample. Hip hop was painting on graffiti and dancing and customizing your clothes and just doing things your way and finding a way to express yourself. And people that can still do that with the culture, you know, I don't have to like Tyler, the creator. He just makes decent music. And I felt it went with the Certified Level Boy Drake album. Way too sexy. That Drake album was okay. Listen, you can't hate on Drake, bro. Mr. Degrassi, Mr. Wheelchair. That's the artist of the decade. Yeah, nobody rocking with Drake. Hit record, he don't miss, bro. Yeah, I don't give a fuck yeah, what you yeah. say, boy. Drake does not miss. There's a whole bunch of good writers over there and producers, everything and mixers you need, and masters and engineers, and yeah, people, hit hit makers. He has a it's nice a network machine. of. It's a machine. He has a, he has a nice machine behind him. So yes. uh, I did want to segue to something that Shauna sent me last week, um, and it was a statement by Punch TDE. It might be over for the superstar. Nothing is sustainable. Superstars are based off of moments that last. Nothing. Last more than two days now. When Michael Jackson moonwalked across the stage at, Mo- at the Motown show, that moment lasted decades. Do you guys agree or disagree and why? Phil Jackson said you're only a success at the moment you commit a successful act. You have to do it again. And again. And, and this again. is a man who coached a dynasty. Some of the greatest players to ever touch the ball. Agreed. Um, you become a superstar when you when you blur the lines of the cultures and the genres, you become a superstar when your brand and your name are recognizable. So, you know, people that have those viral moments, those come and go, but that was even then, you know, when somebody took a picture of it and posted it. Just, we have phones now, so now you have to do some shit constantly in order to keep my attention because there's somebody else that may have not have been able to showcase that potential skill or talent or whatever it was that now, look at, look at your boy, 41, 40, the little Asian dude, right? What are you talking about? Bye, my man was sitting in a, in, a, in a house in the Philippines and, and parlayed that shit into a win. And it wasn't because he was talented. It wasn't because he was gifted. It was because he created his content and put it out there and people were sharing it to mock him more so than they were sharing it to celebrate him. But he turned it, he parlayed it into a win. So I think the age of the superstar, superstars are, are there's no clear cut definition for it. If, if we're using Michael Jackson as the barometer, then the fucking industry is over. There'll never be another Michael Jackson. Never, ever. There'll never be in life. Chris Brown is the closest we got to him. But other than that, that's it. So if Michael Jackson is the barometer, then we're doomed. Because there has to be other superstars. Justin Bieber is a superstar. Uh, Adele is a superstar. You know, these are people that, for one reason or another, have found a way to touch 
people on a, on a grander level, more so than just with their genre. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Like Snoop is a fucking superstar. Snoop Dogg smoked weed at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and went up there and crip rocked in a, in a fucking in a blue blue bandana jumpsuit on the whitest stage and he, in the and world. He, he threw the sign up. <laughs> did it on. You see what I'm saying to you? So <clears throat> he's not a superstar because of that moment, but because he is a superstar, we will all remember that moment. Does that make any sense? Yeah. It does. I, I think it's also so fractured right now. You know, there's so many different, like somebody that catches my attention, you guys might not have even seen. Or somebody that's a star to you, I might not know who that is. Because there's so many different ways to catch attention. Unless something somebody does something so egregious, we all know who it is. Like, you know, the cop that killed George Floyd, we all know who that is, you know? But we don't necessarily know who the hottest artist is on TikTok right now because it's splintered. There's so many different lanes to go down. You know, I, I, I hear young people talking about their favorite actors and nobody mentions the same names anymore. I keep hearing all these different names depending on who I ask. And when I was young coming up, and I'm 105, right? But when I was young coming up... There weren't that many. We all knew who all the stars were. Right. And we used to gather around the little water cooler thing on our dinosaurs and talk about it. Yeah, rap used to be, the rap section at the record store used to be this wide. Exactly. And that was now it's 60,000 songs right. a, a, day. Day. a day at yeah. Spotify. A day. A day. A that's, day. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I okay. agree. I mean, it's just fractured, it's splintered. And it, it all depends on who you ask, bro. I guarantee you, if you go on fucking, do you have you heard Sinead O'Connor's new record? Mm-mm. You're on the radio. Shame on you, because according to Shazam, it's one of the top ten records in Atlanta. See, see so my point? It's, it's you know, it's, I didn't it's even know sale. she had a song out. It's for fucking and I, sale. And man. now I need it's to go listen sale. to it. It's like everybody's Netflix top ten is different. Crazy. Exactly. That's my point. You can't tell me your exactly. show from 2007 is the number one in fucking my area on Netflix. No, it just so happens to be in the genre with the actors and the movies that I like to watch. It's algorithm-based. It they're, not, they're not programming me. I program the algorithm right. by using my device. Every time I get on Every the time phone and shit, it. I'm programming my AI Facts. to give me what I want. So when I go there, I don't have to look for it. It's given to It's me. given to Time you is money. based off of your search history yes. and everything like that. Time is right. money. Time right. is money. Mm-hmm. So I think with superstars, that's what it is. I think... Most people don't, if you're looking for a superstar, you're going on YouTube and you're searching. You're going on Google and you're searching. So I think what makes a superstar is what triggers that desire to act on consuming their content. And I think we tend to think that because somebody has 100,000 views on a video or 3 million views, like that shit could be bought. Show me your fucking search results. I want to know how many times a bitch searched you on Apple Music more than you want to show me them thousand fucking streams you got from India. Because <laughs> India only pays a flat fee every year for Spotify, so their payout is different. Right. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah, luckily you talk that India shit. Hey, man, I just, you know, it's <laughs> another call for another day, right? So I guess. Excellent. Let's I think, move I along. I, I, know, I know we're moving along, but I think we've got to come to, like, the end of an episode. I think we do, too. Okay, all right, cool. Into a whole other, is this going to be, like, a part Well, this three? one's going to be quick. This is going to be quick. This, oh, is, okay. this is the uh, question I had somebody ask us a question, so we're going to answer it. Dear uh, Wendy Kingpin and Ferrari, I'm an aspiring artist from Toledo. I recently moved to Atlanta and have no clue where to start. I have a savings of $10,000, but I'm scared to spend it. No connections, nothing. What do I do? Oof, that's a hard one. Give her a quick 
Give her a quick one. You got ten thousand and you don't know what to do. Well, definitely don't get into the music industry. <laughs> right. Ten thousand. You're gonna lose your ten. Enough to pay rent for a year. So <laughs> you're better off taking that ten grand and maybe um, I don't know, invest in some type of course or something where you can turn that into an extra income. You know, uh, another a stream, uh, another stream of income, and then parlay the the, the you know the, the winnings off of that into your investment for your music career. Here's the thing. If you don't know where to start, then you, even if you had $100 million, you wouldn't know what to fucking do. So how about this? Before you start talking about how much money you have and how much money it's going to take and where to start, let's figure out what it is that you want to do. Mm. You want to be a singer? Okay, what does that mean? Are you a singer? Do you own your name? And we'll start from there. Gotcha. So that should be the first thing, and that requires zero money. So you can keep your 10 grand in your bank account while you research all of this shit, and then when you get ready to spend it, Come see Wendy Adventure X. Drop the 10K on the table. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, just maybe. I can't help possibly. him with 10 grand. We can't do shit for you. Oh, we yeah. Can yeah. Build, she, we can rent your space I'm going to tell the artist to go find an investor. Use that 10 grand to find an investor because they're going to lose the money. Yeah. There's nothing you can do for 10 grand to catch enough attention to make money, even, dare I say it, with a hit record. Oh, definitely. If you have if you if you have a hit record, ten grand isn't going to get you to five cities to push no, that record. No, that's that's five weekends no. at two thousand dollars a piece. That's you, a cameraman, a security guard, a rental vehicle, and a hotel room. And and that's one of my biggest complaints about the music industry because out there, there's so many people that are anxious to get their hands on that ten grand. They just want it so they can make money, and that's what the music industry is. And that is and the cap. Yes, and nobody tells them cap. And nobody tells them. Can you add, you can't can you add graphics? Can you put the blue ha- blue cap on the screen? Put the blue cap on the screen. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yeah, ten grand. I mean, uh, you know, if you, if all you have is ten thousand dollars, and I and as horrible as this may sound, you protect know, your money. Keep your money, and you know, find take half of that and find you a different revenue stream, or go to go to school and learn. Or find uh, an investor. Yeah. Well, if you really yeah. want to be in the music industry, find somebody that's willing to invest in you. And use their money to succeed because 10 ain't it. 50 ain't it. By an investor, do you mean a stepdaddy? All right, does that mean we get to cut the episode? Yeah, let's go ahead and cut the episode. (laughs) We got that. Lowered expectations. Thank you for coming to the cheat code where all stepchildren are welcome. If you're looking for a daddy, I'm not him. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? No, you are crazy. I gotta rotate back. Okay.